Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. So as I sit on my couch on the other side of having had the flu, so I'm now healthy and before I wasn't, as I sit here on my couch with my 2008 Mazda 3 sitting in the driveway after not having had it for over six months because it was in and out of repairs and that was actually a long story I don't have time to get into. I'm just reflecting on this principle, I guess, that would be good for us to place in front of ourselves and it's this. We know things by their opposite. It's very simple. I think it's something that we can just easily carry around with us and use it to, to balance us, to kind of bring us back to reality, to um, allow us to just kind of stop our mind from running wild on us and doing bad things and making us feel ways that we shouldn't is we know things by their opposite. And just using both of those examples right there, I mean, I know what it's like to have a car and be able to do the things that having a car has because I know what not having a car feels like when I didn't have one for over six months and I was having to try to borrow a neighbor's car or just flat out not be able to do the things that I wanted to do and needing to be getting rides to certain places or whatever right? The same way that I know what it's like, and this is a very easy one for us to apply. I know what it's like to be healthy, to feel like I'm in good health, to feel strong with energy and be able to do the things that I want because I recently knew what it was like to be sick and have the flu and be in bed and have a fever and have my body aching and know what that was like. So, the, the principle is this. I mean, we can't go through, and many of us want to do this, by the way, myself included. We kind of all want to do this, right? We always want it to be sunny. We always want to be healthy. We always want to be um, doing well in our business. We always want to be achieving our goals if we're compete, you know, compete in something. We always want everything to go well. We want the, the, the quote-unquote positive side of everything, but how would I know what it's like to, in my example, how would I know what it's like to win a bike race, to know what that feels like, to know what that experience is if I didn't know what it was like to not win a bike race, and if I didn't know what it was like to, to not finish a bike race, to get dropped or not do well, right? I know things, we know things by their opposite, and although we would like to kind of polarize and say, well, you know, if these things over here happen, they are good, right? Being healthy is good. And, you know, my business thriving is good. And so the opposite of those things are bad. Although we'd like to kind of put those into two separate camps, I would say, hold on a second. Tied to the principle of knowing things by their opposite, I would say we very closely to that need to also bring this other principle alongside of it. Is it really bad that you're sick? Because now all of a sudden, how much more, if you can reflect on being sick and what that felt like, 
then wouldn't that make you more grateful for being healthy? So I know it has for me. I know that all of a sudden I was able to eat food again and I was able to not have a fever. I was able to, oh man, I was able to get a good night's rest. So now that I'm healthy, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. Man, I'm so thankful. I'm so grateful that I'm, that I'm healthy. I'm so grateful that I actually get to ride my bike again and actually get to hang out with my family and actually get to jump on here and begin doing episodes with you guys again because I missed a couple of days. Like, I'm thankful for that. So is being sick really a bad thing? When going through the experience, when feeling the way that we feel, many of us, myself included, raise our hand and say, that's totally a bad experience. How can you label that as good? But notice when I put being sick next to its opposite of being healthy, before I got the flu, I took it for granted that I was healthy. I mean, again, every now and then in my journal, when it asks the three things that I'm grateful for in the morning, I would write down, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful to be able to ride my bike, but it wasn't an everyday thing. And it was more like a hoop that I just jumped through just a formality, just write it down. Yeah, I'm thankful for being healthy. But let me tell you something. I really felt that in my bones, almost literally, by the way, when I got healthy that day after I wasn't sick anymore and I kind of felt normal again. I mean, I felt that deeper within me than I had felt it before I was sick and I was just going through the motions and waking up and I didn't have a fever and my stomach wasn't bothering me and I just popped out of bed and didn't even give it other mind. So if we can take this principle captive and focus on this principle more, I think it would really benefit our minds, our mindset. I think it would really allow us to to really be more grateful to really be more mindful, to be more self-aware of a lot of the things that we have around us that we know because of their opposites that we take for granted that we really shouldn't. And what that does ultimately, the, the ultimate kind of like mile or two down the road that that produces for us is it, it brings down anxiety level and it brings down stress and it brings down worry because we sit there and we, we, when we get into this posture of gratitude, gratitude is grounded in the present moment because we're thinking about right now and man, I am grateful for being healthy. I'm grateful for the fact that I'm not sick right now and it slows us down. It doesn't get us doing this thing that we normally do when like the mind, the mindset slide, like when it begins to kind of cascade down the mountain and the snowball is kind of gaining size. What's happening there is a lot of times we are fast forwarding ourselves to a point in the future that we are not there at yet, obviously, because we're in the present, but we're, we're putting ourselves in a place where we don't need to be yet. And all of a sudden we're thinking things that we don't need to be thinking and gratitude doesn't allow us to do that. Gratitude allows us to sit right where we are and go, hey, what is it right now that you can be grateful for? So I don't know, just something that I was thinking about. We know things because of their opposites, such a big thing. So that being said, we need the opposite of everything in order to know whatever that thing is that we're experiencing in the moment. We have to have the opposite. You can't have one without the other. They're all necessary and they all work together. So I'll leave you with this. Can we get into the habit of using everything that happens to us 
that thing that we're seeking and its opposite? Can we use all of it to allow us to more consistently be the best version of ourselves? Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you guys. If you guys want more episodes, we're over 250 episodes at this point. There's plenty to go back and grab and listen to. I would love to hear any feedback you have. I would love for you to share these with some friends. I would love for you to share this channel, like the station, all of those wonderful things because let me tell you something. I love the community that we're building here and I could not do this without you guys 100%. I would be lying if I said anything otherwise. Thank you guys. Have a fantastic rest of your day. Until next time. Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute, Monday morning. Um, wow, last week was was nuts. Um, yeah, so I started off the week, I guess, I guess the start of the week would be considered Sunday, right? Like that's theoretically the start of, of the calendar week. Uh, came home from camp and... Had a, had a had really good camp and then like didn't feel great and didn't know what it was attributed to. Thought it was a cold front. Wasn't a cold front. Turns out, thankfully, it was short but sweet because I do a lot of weird things and I slept like crazy, but uh, I was sick. I think I had the flu. And so came from came home from building some fitness and feeling good about it to, to being sick and having to take a couple of days off to kind of slowly easing into things. And all of that to say that this past weekend was my first race weekend of the year. So there was a little bit more riding on me getting healthy. And this is kind of where I'm going to get into mindset a little bit. Um, you know, and, and I kind of already have with saying that I, that I wasn't going to race and kind of letting that go because I was trying to get healthy, but at the same time, I was trying to get healthy to see if I could race, but then there was the, well, I mean, are you really even well enough to race? So long story short, what I'm bringing, what I'm bringing you today is a race recap. Uh, so I did race, but here's how this kind of played out. Um, I recorded the podcast saying that, you know what, I, I gave up the ghost. I decided that I wasn't going to race and I really truly had, and I really truly had peace about that. I did a couple of like, you know, easier couple hour rides and I felt really good doing those and thought to myself, you know, the heart rate is good and the power is where it needs to be. So I was like, maybe, maybe you are healthy. And so I kind of loosely held the idea of racing on, on Sunday, racing yesterday, but uh, I am now, I'm 39 years old. I turned 40 in September, but the way that the racing works or the way that licenses work for, for cycling is your racing age is the age that you will be on December 31st of that year. So all that to say, I am 39 years old, but my racing license says I am 40. And there is a category in cycling called the 40 plus category where everybody in that field is 40 years old or older. And, uh, and so I qualify for that this year. So, you know, me and my coach had talked about that maybe there would be some circumstances and times when, uh, it would be prudent or wise or just make sense for me to do that race. Sometimes like a lot of times those races are earlier in the day. 
Um, so if you've got like family commitments, you know, the, the pro one, two category is, uh, the category that I'm normally used to racing in. And those races happen like in the middle of the day, sometimes later. So, um, you know, that's a perk of it. The distances are shorter than they are in the pro one, two category. So, um, the, the races are not only earlier, but they're also, they don't last as long. And from a training standpoint, if I don't have the time to train adequately for the pro one, two races, which are usually 75 miles and greater, uh, then I can train a little bit less and still be ready to handle a race in the 40 plus category that generally they're shorter. So there, there are some pluses to that. So I didn't think I was going to play the 40 plus card this early in the season, but I, I did. I did the 40 plus category yesterday. Um, the way that it, the way that it worked out was I told myself, I told my coach, uh, I rode out to the races cause they're, they're local. So I was able to ride my bike out to the races and Saturday, I was able to watch a couple of my athletes compete and cheer them on and help them hopefully and give them some good advice. And so that was awesome. I really enjoyed that. And then on my way home, I told myself that I would do some efforts to kind of test myself in the higher, you know, power, power zones, kind of put stomp on the pedals angrily and see how I felt to, to give myself a good feel for, can you even handle racing? And I did that and I felt like I passed the test. And so I told my coach, Hey, all systems go tomorrow. I'll be racing the 40 plus category. And I felt good about that. Um, I felt good about that. The race was earlier. It was shorter. I didn't feel that I was still, you know, well enough to, to race the pro one, two category that was a little bit longer. The field is a little bit deeper and more quality. So I didn't feel right with that. Um, and I think it was probably more honestly from a mindset standpoint than it was from a physiological standpoint because the 40 plus race from what I saw from my data when I was done with the race the data was spectacular the legs were really good I felt really good honestly it was more of a mindset thing than anything which is why I chose to do 40 plus but here's the race uh it was it took place on like a circuit that was just about two miles long I think uh maybe a little bit longer than that and uh, just a really fun course with a lot of up and down uh coming through the start finish line a lot of times we did 19 laps of the course for a total of uh 36 miles so I guess it was less than less than two miles a lap I guess and uh, just a really, really fun race. And I, I had a couple of guys line up with me from my team, which was really awesome. They played a pivotal role in, uh, in how the race played out and how we were able to do as a team. And um, so the race was on like, uh, like gangbusters. It was, the race was an hour and 26 minutes. And so it was hot and heavy from the beginning. Uh, there was a team there called Allied Meteor that they, they went one, two, three the day before. So I knew that they were the team to watch. I knew that they were the stronger team. Um, and so I just, I, I told our guys, I said, listen, if, if they're in any kind of a move, we've got to make sure that we're there. Um, I don't want us to be on the back foot where we're having to chase things down and get on the front. Let's just be where they are and, uh, and match them and, uh, or, or get ahead of them, whatever we need to do. But, uh, so anyhow, uh, it, it was on, uh, I was pretty aggressive from the beginning, just trying to force out selections and, um, you know, get some of those allied meteor guys to come with and see if we can get some things going. And, uh, the field was, uh, the field was pretty, 
pretty, uh, pretty, uh, I guess, motivated to not let things go. And so I got into a couple of uh, moves with a couple of their guys and a couple of other mixed guys and uh, just nothing would go, nothing would go. And so we kept racing, uh, legs were feeling good. So didn't really, uh, didn't really freak out too much. There was this one uh, little climb that uh, seemed to kind of bust things up a little bit. And I kind of noticed uh, as the race kept going, guys started kind of getting tired and as you're kind of looking around, you know, the elastic is getting more and more stretchy. And so I'm thinking, okay, there, there might be a point here where this thing might snap. Um, the, uh, there, there was a move that was, uh, a solo rider a guy named Ryan Godfrey, very, very strong rider. Actually the guy that ended up winning the race, he went on a, uh, on a little solo escapade, probably with like 10 laps to go, maybe eight laps to go, something like that. And, um, he got a pretty good gap. I mean, he was at seven seconds on one lap, and then all of a sudden on the next lap, he was out to 21. Uh, I think he stretched the lead out to 23 or 25 seconds at the at the most. And so um, this is where the teammates really, really came, uh, you know, valuable to me. Uh, I, I said, hey, guys, we, we need to get on the front. We need to rotate through. Uh, you know, we cannot let that, uh, we cannot let that get too much, too much further out. Uh, that guy obviously seems like he's going pretty good. And so they did a great job of rotating through and we were able to bring that back. And once we did, there was, um, there was a little bit of kind of a, a, a lull, I guess, or a little bit of a kind of a collective catching of the breath from the pack, uh, because the chase was, uh, you know, pretty intense and, but then uh, all of a sudden, there, there's a guy named Ernie Lechuga and uh, former professional guy riding for this Allied Meteor. And I knew he was one of their stronger guys. And uh, he decided to kind of force things a bit. And I went with him. And this guy, Ryan Godfrey, that uh, was the guy that had been in that solo move, he decided to go with us as well. And uh, we, got a little, we got a little move going. Um, and so this was with, I think six laps to go. I want to say we got a little something going and we got a good gap. Um, I think Ernie crushed it on the hill and, uh, I think that's how we got our initial gap. And then when we, when we crested that hill and got to the top of it, we had to take a right hand turn up at the top and it was into a headwind section. Um, and so we decided to stamp on it pretty good on the pedals going on that into that headwind section. And, uh, like, I guess the group at that point, there was nobody that was willing to stick their nose into the wind and pull. And so we got a little bit of a gap. They gave us a little bit of leash and that's kind of what we needed. We were all motivated to be pulling through and working and, uh, boy, we worked, uh, man, those guys were pulling through doing a great job. I was doing my share of the work. And so the gap went out and, um, that was that was what she wrote. I knew at that point that we were going to be battling it out for the podium places. I knew that we were going to be the three guys that were going to stand on the boxes at the end of the day. Um, and so we're rotating through. We're playing nice. We're kind of looking back, kind of checking the gap to the break. Um, and then we came into you know the last lap, and unfortunately, I got stuck on the front. And uh, got, that guy Ernie. Lechuga, you know, the former pro guy, he, he's been in this position a million times probably. And so he knew what to do. He would not, he was on my wheel. He would not let me come off the front. Uh, so he stuck me there. And so I'm riding and I'm trying to slow down and I'm trying to swerve and I'm trying to do all that kind of stuff. And, and to no avail, they would not let me get off the front. So it was me and then Ernie and then Ryan behind him. And so coming into the finish, we probably had like 400 meters to go, 500 meters to go. Ryan Godfrey jumped really hard. Uh, 
so he got the he got the jump on me, obviously, uh, and you know had an instant gap on me. I really didn't have anything to match him with, anyways. So I looked back at Ernie, thinking, "Hey, you know that's your guy if you want him." Kind of letting him know, like once you jump, I'm gonna try and jump on your wheel, and you know we'll we'll kind of see how it goes. And so he jumped. Uh, I, I jumped, I, I didn't even get his wheel, uh, even for a second. And so that's kind of how it ended up. Um, Ryan was free and clear to go and uh, I probably had time to post up. Uh, and then Ernie crossed the line second. I crossed the line third. The group probably came in five, six seconds behind us. Uh, they, they closed the gap substantially because we were just messing around and cat and mousing each other so much towards the end there. But, you know, it was nice to kind of have the luxury to be able to to do that at the end of the race because we had that much time. Um, so anyhow, that that's how it ended. And, um, you know, I felt I felt satisfied with the effort. I, I felt that I raced aggressively. You know, this is one of those deals where, you know, could I have done better? Could I have, have achieved a better result? Uh, you know, I did, I reflected on it and I went back uh, to a couple of points in the race where I felt like, you know, maybe I could have been a little bit more patient. Maybe I could have conserved a little bit more energy. Um, you know, maybe I could have been even a little bit more aggressive at some points, but you know, bygones are bygones. Uh, in those moments where I was in the race, quite honestly, I don't remember the race all that well. I, I felt that I did a good job of just trying to take it to, frankly, you know, some of the guys that that had a little bit more, uh, you know, like like team support, and uh, and I felt like we we put it out there. I felt like as a team we did a great job, and um, and so it, it was what it was. I felt that I gave my best effort on the day. I was satisfied with it. It was a great day of racing. Man, Ryan and uh, Ernie are two super nice guys, and it was just fun to be able to race, and then it was fun to be able to, you know, just hats off to those guys. And, uh, and, and overall it was a good one. And so, uh, you know, good first start to the season, the, the legs are good. Uh, and I am happy with that and I am happy how it all played out. I'm happy to get my first, um, experience in the 40 plus category and man, it was a blast and man, it was hard and, uh, and I will, uh, I'll be back. I'll be back. So anyhow, there it is. The first one for the 2019 road season is in the books. So uh, don't have racing for the next couple of weeks. I'm actually headed out to California. I'm going to go and I have been invited and I am humbled uh, to be able to go and partake with the Elevate KHS, the pro team. I'm going to be going out to their camp on Saturday uh, this weekend and spend some days out there riding with them and I'm sure suffering in a proper way because those guys are just on another level but getting around those guys and getting to chat with those guys and hopefully give them some things that they can hold on to and take into their season it's going to be a great going to be a great time for me out there so anyhow thank you guys so much for uh for tuning in oh and you know since we're talking racing I feel like I can probably seamlessly plug this um you know, it, I had, you know, I had the help of, uh, of the PR lotion that I use of, you know, amp HP makes that PR lotion. If you guys haven't heard me talk about it, it's a, it's a lotion that you can put on your legs that, uh, mimics sodium bicarbonate, which is baking soda, which is a base. And it, it's been known to have properties that will help aid in performance because it buffers lactic acid, which is obviously an acid that works, um, to, 
tell your muscles, hey, we can't work this hard anymore. We're going to have to kind of slow down because uh, we're reaching terminal velocity in terms of the power output that we can put out. And so this PR lotion looks to lower the level of acidity in your blood, which sends signals to your brain, which says, oh, cool, we're not yet at critical mass. We can continue to go harder. So I use that stuff. Uh, I believe in that stuff. It was on my legs yesterday. I am a firm believer that it did help me to be able to continue to push hard. So uh, I'm going to leave a promo code for that. You can go to AMPHP dot com amphp.com and you can check and read up on that product and if you're interested in it then i've got a discount code for you utmost performance where you can get a discount on that product and look to use it and see if it works for you um, because i think that you will be satisfied in what it can do for you in your training by the way i use it to train i don't only use it on race days i use it on hard effort days because it also helps you recover harder. Like I'm going for a ride here in a little while because I feel really good even though I raced yesterday and even though it was a really hard effort. So anyhow, wanted to plug that for you guys. All right, you guys have a fantastic week. I hope that your week gets off to a good start. We'll talk to you later. Take care.